You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to help you plan that unbelievable travel experience. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, excursions, and more in one place. There are over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from, so you can find something for everyone. And Viator offers free cancellation and 24-7 customer support for worry-free travel. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. The NBA playoffs are heating up and so is the action at DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NBA. DraftKings brings you same-game parlays, live betting, odds boosts, and so much more. You can download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now and use code VOXMMA. That's code Vox MMA for new customers to get 150 in bonus bets when you bet just five bucks. Only on DraftKings. The crown is yours. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Or in West Virginia, visit 1-800-GAMBLER.net. In New York, call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY-467-369. In Connecticut, help is available for problem gambling. Call 888-789-7777 or visit ccpg.org. Please play responsibly. On behalf of Boot Hill Casino and Resort in Kansas, 21 and over. Age varies by jurisdiction. Void in Ontario. Bonus bets expire 168 hours after issuance. See dkng.co slash bball for eligible and deposit restrictions, terms, and responsible gaming resources. You're listening to the Vox Media Podcast Network. Hello there, everybody, and welcome to a brand new edition of On to the Next One, following a very fun UFC Columbus card that was capped off by a statement-making KO in the UFC's heavyweight division. Thanks for joining us once again. I am Mike Heck, proudly wearing the matchmaking hat, metaphorically speaking, because I'm not actually wearing a hat right now. But alongside the co-host, the co-matchmaker, the Prince of Positivity, and my best friend, rocking the North Carolina hoodie. Mr. Alexander K. Lee, good morning, sir. You know, you could have been wearing a hat. They wouldn't, like, they wouldn't know. Where I, I know you're used to us being live, we're doing video now with on to the next one, but there's no video component this week. This is uh, strictly for our podcast listeners. You could be wearing any kind of hat. You could be, you could be wearing a top hat, for, for all people know. But <laughs> That's you, what I'm wearing. You, I'm wearing a top hat there right you go. People imagine Mike wearing a top hat. But you are known for your honesty, integrity, no frills. No frills, <laughs> Mike Heck. That's what people call you all the time. Uh, so I do appreciate you letting people know. Yes, you're not actually wearing a hat. I am wearing a North Carolina jersey. I just really like North Carolina colors, but uh, there's any Tar Heels fans out there. I guess by the time you, I think by the time we'll listen to this, they'll know. I just got to check the schedule real quick. I think the North Carolina game is first in the day. Oh, no, it's not. I'm sorry. That's the evening game. So uh, you'll probably listen to this. If you listen to uh, on to the next one on Sunday, you'll probably listen to it. What, maybe while you're watching St. Peter's North Carolina game. And I wish you guys the best of luck. Uh, we could see. North Carolina and Duke in the NCAA tournament. Coach K's last year, and he fi- and then getting to face uh, his greatest his greatest rivals, and I think they just knocked them. North Carolina just knocked them out of the ACC tournament. So, I mean, the St. Peter's Cinderella story, amazing, but uh, I think it'd be cool too if we saw North Carolina and Duke Final Four. That would just be completely insane. When I was probably. 
a freshman in high school, maybe through like my entire high school career. I mean, I always wore like the New England sports teams, but when I didn't, I always rocked the Carolina stuff. Didn't nice. really care about the team, but just dug the colors, man. Dug there was the a colors. time when it produced a lot of cool players. Too. Obviously, Vince Carter, you know, Vince Carter, Toronto, so there's that connection there. But yeah, it's just a great looking color school with a lot of history, very successful school. I, I don't have, if anyone out there, I don't have, I'm in Canada, I don't have like a hardcore devotion to any any college. I can be bought, I can be bought, send Otno, uh, for the price of, uh, <laughs> if you want to have Otno points and you want to send them back, I will gladly root for your school. Uh, and I will say, you know, we're doing some matchmaking. Uh, I, I am, if I were matchmaking for the NCAA tournament, Sorry, St. Peter's. I'd rather I want to see the the North Carolina uh, Duke matchup in the Final Four in Coach K's uh, last year. That's very controversial, guys. I apologize again if you guys think that my pick is doo doo. I understand St. Peter's, great story, but uh, I'm matchmaking for the NCAA tournament, and uh, they couldn't do better, I think, than the North Carolina and Duke. What fight will we remember more, Francis Ngannou versus Cyril Gan or Matt Serra beating George St. Pierre? It's, it, Oh, okay. Oh, I see what you're trying to say. Oh, come on. Duke and North Carolina is way more than Cyril Gunn. Come on. Duke, North Carolina in the tournament, it would be like Habib. Frankie PSG. Edgar, Gray Maynard, which is a great trilogy. But we still talk about, top of mind, we always talk about Matt Serra beating GSP, Listen, right? At some, points, at some point, Cinderella has to stop dancing. All right. It's a great story. <laughs> yeah. It's a great story. At some point. Come on. Let's get back All to the right. big boys. All right, let's let's get to the matchmaking. Let's start with Curtis Blades because if there was anybody who needed to go out there and do something spectacular in a main event spot, considering what this particular division looks like right now, it was Curtis Blades, and that's exactly what he did to close the show. He absolutely destroyed Chris Dawkins. Vicious second-round TKO. Great performance, as good as it could have gone. He called out Cyril gone for an interim title, and then... Kind of shifted gears thanks to the poking and prodding of one Daniel Cormier. Interim title, wants one of those two guys. Do you agree with him, AK? And are you throwing him in an interim title fight next? And if you are, against whom? Is it one of these two guys or somebody else? Yeah, I mean, Magic Wand. This is Magic Wand booking. I do like the Blades Miocic matchup slightly more than the gone Miocic matchup. I, I just think gone doesn't need to be thrown in a title fight right away. So, you know, gone is, is obviously a top three, top four guy in the world. Um, and I just want to see him. I think he should have to win a fight again uh, before just getting, a, getting another title. Fight. It'll, it'll be his third title fight in a row and his second interim title fight in three appearances for gone. If they just give him the gone Miocic fight again, I get it. He's one of the best. You want to see the best fight the best. So you can't go wrong with that. But Blades has been doing a lot of work. He deserves a title fight. He's been calling for Miocic's fight for so long. I matchup wise on paper. I think the real it's really good. Uh, Miocic would probably be favored, but I mean, not by much. I think Blades is a great just skill wise is a great match for him. Um, I'm removing John Jones from the equation. I've said it multiple times on shows. I just don't trust the guy. I personally loathe the idea of throwing him into a heavyweight uh, title fight right away, as intriguing as it is. I'm like anyone. If they booked Nganu versus Jones, listen, I'll be the first guy tweeting, oh, this is a sick fight. I can't wait to see this. Absolutely. I'll turn around in a second. But, I mean, I just don't – again, I just don't like the guy's character. I know that's secondary to for our matchmaking purposes. So, yes, if I could wave my magic wand, I'll say Blaze and Miocic. However – so I, I'm clearly just forfeiting a point here. I think he has to sit and wait. I think if you're Blaze, your best thing is to just you really you have to just sit and wait, see what happens with Miocic, see what happens with John Jones, see what happens with Cedil Gan. Cedil Gan definitely ahead of him in the pecking order. Some other names have gained a lot of buzz around Blaze. I'm, I'll, I'll let you talk about that, Mike. 
Um, so he's probably just going to have to sit and wait. But if we're up to me, I would just book Blaze Miocic interim title as soon as possible. That's very likely not going to happen. Look, I don't want to sound like a broken record here, but listen to the preview show, listen to the post-fight show. You understand how I feel about the situation. And you also understand that I don't think it's very fair. Curtis Blades could fight for a title right now, and I would probably favor him to beat a lot of guys. Maybe not Ngannou, but maybe, I don't know, maybe maybe this version of Curtis Blades could beat Francis Ngannou. Who the hell knows? But Francis Ngannou all of a sudden is, is freaking Gable Stevenson up in here wrestling dudes and taking him down and, and winning in that way. He's mixing the martial arts more than we thought he ever could. So who knows? But Curtis Blades against Tai Tuivasa, massive favorite. Aspinall is interesting, and then some of these other names are interesting. I actually think the Cyril Gon callout makes a lot of sense, and I think that's the fight he's going to end up getting. And I understand the interim title fight ask that he likely will not get, and I think he knows that. But he sort of dialed that talk back some during the post-fight press conference saying, hey, if I fight Stipe or fight Cyril Gon and I beat either of those guys, then I get my title shot. And if he does to either of those guys what he did on Saturday to Christakis, he might be right. So Gon is the fight sometime later this year in the fall, perhaps. At least it gives him enough time to survey the scene. We'll see what happens in July. We'll see what goes down with, with the interim title fight. Gonse is going to be out till the fall, September, October-ish. I think that gives Blades enough time to, to kind of survey the land. And then if he can't slot himself into a title fight or an interim title fight, you fight Cyril Gon. Big opportunity. If you go out there and beat Cyril Gon, you're in. So not, not a bad spot to be in. Actually, a much better spot than I thought he would be in. I needed a day to kind of, to kind of ponder that. He didn't improve too much. Like, I don't think his ranking in terms of how the UFC looks at him as a business as like a, a business person and how he could sell pay-per-views changed all that much but I think people view him in a, in a different way so good for him great performance as good as it could have gone well done Curtis Blades now in the co-main event speaking of statements Alexa Grasso Gets her first ever submission win, first finish in seven years. Defeats Joanne Wood, and good grief, what a what a crazy sort of fall from grace Joanne Wood has had since Valentina Shevchenko had to pull out of their scheduled title fight. But Grasso continues to pick up wins. This is the biggest of her career, and this this isn't lazy. You know what? It's the fight to make. Grasso versus Manon Fioro, who got a win over Jennifer Maya earlier is the fight to make. It makes too much it makes too much sense. Same trajectory, same place in the push to a title fight. These are the top two contenders in terms of who could be next for a Shevchenko fight, although Misha Tate could put a wrinkle in that if she beats Lauren Murphy. Shevchenko's fighting Tyler Santos in June, but still, I feel sort of the next in line fight outside of those names is, are these two ladies. Number one contenders, but or not, this is the fight the UFC should make, at least to me, AK. You forgot to mention this is this was Alexa Grasso's first submission ever. Not not just her first finish in ages, uh, her first submission ever. I said this, first this, ever submission win. You did not. You said first. You mentioned that it was her first win since. That was well, the first she, thing I said. Was it? I think you so said. So gets her first ever submission win and her first finish in seven years. Unless I'm crazy, I got to go back and listen to the tape. We'll, we'll but I'm pretty sure I said that. This check the check tapes. The tape. We'll do a check the tapes later. <laughs> This was uh, this was ADCC Alexa Grasso, uh, which was no, uh, uh, yeah, she looked great. 
uh, uh, unfortunate for Joanne Wood. Look, I mean, her ground game, Joanne Wood, her ground game has never been super strong. She has been susceptible to submissions. Uh, I'll never forget the Marina Morose fight. Uh, that was that was such a huge upset at the time. Now we, I mean, I think we realize again, great, great stand-up fighter, had enough takedown defense and grappling defense in the past, I think, obviously, to make her a top 10 contender, where she's been for a long time. But again, that, you know, then you're, now you're fighting the Tyler Santosas, the Alexa Grassos. You're getting older. The competition's getting younger. It sounds like a weird thing to say, figuratively speaking. And, you know, th- those instincts just aren't what they used to be. So this is a glaring weakness for her. Every fighter knows it now. Yeah, she's in a tough spot. But yeah, like all the credit in the world to Alexa Grasso. She, she's looked like the the top contender that we have wanted her to be since her Invicta days. You know, she was just a young, she was in her early 20s, just fresh-faced, you know, 20-year-old. Uh, and everyone had her project, projected for big things. Had some issues with making weight at 115. I think very wisely made the move up to 125. Who knows? Maybe she returns to 115 someday. Has looked great at 125, 3-0 in the OC so far. Um I did a little shifting here because uh, this matchup, there's an Otno pick I made last week, which is no longer valid. So I think this frees up one of the names in that pick. Give me Grasso and Molly McCann. I'm kind of curious. I think Meatball Molly deserves a big fight. I wanted her to get Jessica I, but now it looks like Jessica I will be fighting. Uh, who's this guy getting? Casey O'Neill? Casey O'Neill. Yes, right. So Casey O'Neill got one that Jessica I. You know, sweepstakes, which is to, to take because uh, just guy, I think, again, for some of us, still holds some sort of ranking top 15, top 20. And I guess is viewed as an easy win for a lot of people, which is, you know, mileage may vary. I don't know about that. But um, Casey O'Neill is going to be heavily favored against this guy. I think I think uh, Molly McCann would have been pretty favored as well. Regardless, that fight can't happen now. McCann, Alexa Grasso. I'm curious. I think I think Molly Molly deserves a big fight. I, and I think you have this fight either again, if they return to the UK or you have it in uh, they can go back to Mexico. Man, if you just if you just please don't have it in like in like uh, Topeka or something. Just you know, can't with all respect to the people of Topeka. Let's have this regional draw thing. That is an interesting idea. I don't know. Wow, you might uh, you didn't sell me, but it's it's interesting. I'm thinking about it. I'm thinking about it. Be a, be a, to, to, I mean, the Boston was about to come out, and I'm just gonna just go with it here be a wicked step back for Alexa Grasso. Maybe, but I mean, look, look, if we're saying Aspinall, yes, Aspinall beat a top 10 guy, it's a different, Aspinall got so much buzz from that London card, I think McCann was right up there. It'd be Aspinall, probably Patty Pimblett, and then I think Molly was third. Molly third, or maybe above Pimblett, depends who you, depending who you ask, but she got so much steam off of that. The, the Valentina talk was a little bit laughable, um, but not her not her saying she would step in for Tala Santos, by the way. I don't think there's anything laughable at that. I think just anyone who thinks like that she's just going to get a title shot uh, regardless uh, somewhere down the road, she's probably far away from that. But uh, I didn't mind her saying she'd step in for the Tala Santos fight. So if she's in consideration for that, I because I think the UFC would take that talk seriously, uh, I, think Grass, I think the Grasso fight is more than reasonable. I mean, it's, it's interesting. You threw Molly in there. People would watch and like get behind it, but it just it would not be a good night. But who knows? Maybe Molly McCann is the is, is Michael Bisping after all. She's Maybe. she's the 2022 Michael Bisping. Which, what up. a crazy story that would be. The NBA playoffs are heating up, and so is the action at DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NBA. DraftKings brings you same game parlays, live betting, odds boosts, and so much more. Don't miss out as the NBA postseason winds down. 
and new customers to DraftKings can bet five bucks to get 150 in bonus bets instantly. You can download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now and use code VOXMMA. That's code VOXMMA for new customers to get 150 in bonus bets when you bet just five bucks. Only on DraftKings. The crown is yours. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Or in West Virginia, visit 1-800-GAMBLER.net. In New York, call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY-467-369. In Connecticut, help is available for problem gambling. Call 888-789-7777 or visit ccpg.org. Please play responsibly. On behalf of Boot Hill Casino and Resort in Kansas, 21 and over, age varies by jurisdiction. Void in Ontario. Bonus bets expire 168 hours after issuance. See dkng.co slash bball for eligible and deposit restrictions, terms, and responsible gaming resources. Hey, this is Scott Galloway, author, professor, entrepreneur, and most importantly, host of the Prop G podcast. We got a special series running on right now called The Future of Work, where I answer all your questions on, surprise, The Future of Work. Questions including, what are we missing when we work remotely? Or how do we handle work-life balance when a major opportunity comes knocking? From the provocative to the technical, we're offering insights you won't want to miss. So tune in to the Future of Work, a PropGPod special sponsored by Canva. You can find it on the PropGPod wherever you get your podcasts. Let's go to Brian Barbarina. Because Bam Bam was out there doing Bam Bam things, AK. Crazy War with Matt Brown. Fight of the Night honors. One of the best fights of the year to this point. Barbarina walks away with three paychecks on this night via split decision. Gets the 50 Gs. And, uh, well, the Columbus fans weren't having it. Despite the entertainment, the heart, the soul, everything that was left in that octagon. AK, Barbarina says this is the last fight on his deal. Hopes to re-sign if that's what the UFC wants. They should certainly want that. But if for some reason they do not want that, that was the last fight inside the octagon we will see from Brian Bam Bam Barbarina. And there's a lot of fighters who say things like that. and We don't really believe him. I believe him wholeheartedly. Very honest dude. So what do you think could be next for Barbarina? Will the UFC re-sign him? And what do you want to say to the city of Columbus? <laughs> Listen, I went, I went in on Columbus on Twitter. Uh, I used some profanity, which I normally don't do, but I was just so annoyed. I should have said stupid bastards instead of swearing, so I do apologize for my language. Uh, but no, I, I, I won't go in any further. I, I did it on the, pre, on the post-fight show. I mean, you just, I mean, you just can't boo an effort like that for either guy. I, I know Matt Brown, beloved in Ohio. You want to see your guy win. Split decision, very close fight. I, I'm sure a lot of those fans thought that Matt Brown won. I thought it was pretty cle- a pretty clear third round for Barbarina. Uh, you got to discount those Matt Brown takedowns, guys. Uh, a great effort on his part. He just didn't do enough damage with, uh, off of them. So for me, uh, again, close fight, but a solid and very reasonable. Barbarina wins. So please, people, don't – I mean, get your boo in. Once the guy starts talking, shut your effing mouths. I don't think that's a lot to ask. But, but you know, people are drunk. People are fans. It's not the worst thing in the world. I'm not saying these fans are like, oh, you guys are you guys shouldn't be – should ever go to a UFC event again. It's, it's totally understandable. You know, I'm, I'm sure these people will go to work on Monday morning and go back to being their normal civilized selves. Uh, UFC, sign Brian Barberina back, eight-fight deal minimum. Give him a seven-figure contract. Give him all the money he wants, please. Brian Barberina is a great fighter. He has bled for you. And give us, the fans and media – Brian Barberina versus Matthew Semmelsberger. Oh, damn. That's fun. Yeah. That's a great idea. Yeah. And Barstool, call Brian Barberina. 
Get this guy on your roster. There we go. Get this guy on your roster. I know most of you guys have no idea who Brian Barberine is, which is a travesty, but get him on the roster. Like, I, like Patty Meatball and Brian Barberina, that's a triple threat if I ever heard <laughs> one. Shout out to Brennan Fitzgerald. Last thing I'll say about the Columbus fans who tweeted out a few minutes ago as we record this, if I'm Barbarina and get booed after a fight like that, I'm immediately shouting out the Michigan Wolverines for beating the brakes <laughs> off the Buckeyes last season, but he's too good a guy for that. Well he done, Brian Fitzgerald. He, he would wouldn't do, do that. that. He's a baby baby face Brian Barbarina. He wouldn't do that. Semmelsberger is is a very fun fight. Oh, I, I, would need, I need it. That's a good one. Now, normally I would shun a fighter, for jumping on social media and trying to do our jobs for us, AK. But in this case, I actually think it makes sense because as we saw on Saturday, there's still some dog left in the Bam Bam in the Bam Bam tank. And he can have some fun scraps with anyone. Semmelsberger's interesting. But one fighter's on a nice run as of late who called him out after the win and I dug it. Phil Rowe. Good vet test for Phil. Phil likes to stand and bang. He's got a couple of finishes in a row. Bam Bam versus the Fresh Prince. I mean, come on. That just writes itself, AK. That's a fine fight, too. I saw Phil Rowe's name come up in the listener suggestions, but for someone else, there's a little teaser. There's a little teaser for you guys. Oh, it's not All that right. exciting. It's not that exciting. Okay, fair enough. <laughs> so let's move. Speaking of exciting, really exciting, let's move on to Kai Car Friends. Very interesting spot for this young man, AK, because just picks up this massive win over Askar Askarov. A big upset, which I picked, by the way. Judges nailed this one. No robbery. KKF is on a tear. He's maturing as a fighter. And after watching that performance against a guy like Askar Askarov, I think... Not, I'm going to say this, AK. I'm going to say this. Hot take here. I think Kaikar France will be a UFC champion one day. After that performance, Kaikar France will be a champion. I don't know if it'll be like his next fight, but at some point, he is going to wear that title. Because I think Askarov beats a lot of guys in that division. I think he gives Figueredo and Moreno fits at this point. And Kyra France got the win. Incredible battle. Not much more room to go up for Mr. Don't Blank. This is tougher than Curtis Blades, but all signs are pointing towards Figgy Moreno 4. And I wish the UFC could trade back for Demetrius Johnson, AK. Because that would be the best answer. Kyra France versus Demetrius Johnson, but we can't really make an official pick on that and you can't really make an official pick at all because we need to wait and see what happens in this fourth fight but i will say this kkf's next fight will be for the belts he will get the winner of the fourth fight and i feel comfortable saying this if moreno wins and they wanted to run it back a fifth time hashtag would still watch but i think the ufc will ultimately take a breather with it unless it's a draw and i think kkf will get the winner we'll mix things up a little bit so End of the year, I think KKF will get his chance. And you know what? I'm going to go even further than that. At the end of the year, Kai Car France will be the flyweight champion of the world, AK. You are overriding your own bold. You know, we do the or, you know we do the beginning of the year, our predictions who will be champions at the end. You're th- and you're just throwing Kai Car France in there. Uh, yeah, listen, it, it's, I, I don't think anyone should be shocked. I mean, he's not the, I know everyone's, t- anyone's top pick, like surefire, this guy's going to be a champion someday. But he has... Great take. He has really good takedown defense. We saw he has great, uh, more important grappling defense, and he might get taken down, but he can get out of trouble. He can avoid submissions. He can avoid damage. He's a really good striker, uh, and he has knockout power at 125. That's a pretty simple formula to become a world champion. I I mean, we complicate these things, you know, um, 
when we're talking about the highest levels of MMA and try to separate, you know, the, the wheat from the chaff with all these technical terms. So, Chuck Liddell, I mean, let's talk about Chuck Liddell. This is like, I'm not saying KKF is Chuck Liddell, but pretty simple formula. Sprawl and brawl, hit the hit, hit, KO power in both hands, world champion, multiple title defenses, one of the biggest stars in UFC history. So Car France has that, again, has a, that same basic skill set, very well-rounded, and also, again, an A-plus skill, which is his striking and power. So, yeah, I, listen, I want him to wait for the title shot. Like, like uh, the talk, again, is of the uh, tetralogy between Figgy and Moreno to possibly happen in July. Nothing's official yet. Um, but yeah, uh, Cara France should wait. He should wait. If if, there, if a good fight comes along and there's plenty, uh, I, I wouldn't begrudge him uh, signing up. I, I like if uh, Manel Kopp beats uh, Sumada Ergi, I would love to see him fight KKF. Maybe not next, but someday. But if it happened, uh, I wouldn't. I certainly wouldn't be sad. It would suck to see one of those guys, you know, removed from sort of pushed back on the in the title picture. But I just want to see great fights. So um, you know, call me call me a savage. But uh, and why did you have to bring up Demetrius Johnson? Because one, congrats to him, huge win over uh, Rod Tang. Rod Tang at uh, one, that was really cool. Uh, mixed rules fight, but now I want man, I want to see him. I want to see DJ fight Figgy. I want to see him fight Moreno. I want to see him fight Kara France, Pantoja. I want to see him fight Tim Elliott again. Manel Cop. There's oh, there's so many good, so many good flyweight fights, and he should be back. I would love to see him get him one more run in the UFC flyweight division, just to see, just to see. I mean, maybe maybe he's. 90% of what he once was. I don't know. You know, time time takes a toll on us all. But uh, I bet, boy, he'd be there'd be a ton of fun fights for him, and he could beat and he could beat a lot of these guys. There would be, but DJ would never leave, just because of the, he's making so much money at one. It's, it's it just makes no sense. He's got his legacy's there. He, there's really literally no reason for him to come back to the UFC unless he just hated somebody and wanted to fight him but <laughs> and they it let doesn't him, seem like he hates anybody they let him do what he wants in one right he, he, he's, he's always said I want to try kickboxing I want to try other things outside of MMA and now he gets to do MMA and do whatever wacky kind of fight that one uh, agrees to throw him in so it's an amazing situation for him love it Neil Magny made some history AK he ties GSP for the most wins in UFC welterweight history defeats Max Griffin close fight to quote and sort of paraphrase Michael Cole from WWE commentary, vintage Neil Magny performance. Gets in trouble in the first round, comes back and wins the next two. Grueling pace in the third round. He wants Shemaev. Maybe he gets it if Shemaev loses to Gilbert Burns in less than two weeks. But I think Shemaev will win that one. It's kind of a tough pick here because you could go a multitude of ways with Neil Magny. Which way did you go with the Haitian sensation? I saw a lot of good listener suggestions. So props to them ahead of time. He's got to give. Uh, first of all, he's got to give up on the Hamzat fight for now. I I love that he's one of the guys who's been calling it forever. Uh, he's he's essentially been calling out Dana White's lie for like the past eighteen months that nobody wants to fight Hamzat. He has mentioned multiple times on social media, in in interviews, he wants Hamzat, but he just has to give up on that for now. Um, maybe if Hamzat loses to Gilbert Burns, even then, I'm not sure if they give him that fight. That, that's probably the best case scenario, right? Is is a, a loss for uh, Hamzat against Burns, but I think he's got to let that go for now. So I'm going with a somewhat boring choice, but a veteran matchup, one that uh, stylistically I think is interesting, and it's it's a big name for Magny. I think he he'd be he'd be he'd quite appreciate, excuse me, having this win on his resume. Stephen Wonderboy Thompson. I mean, is there anybody else? Unless it's not a sexy pick. Th- it, it's not a no, sexy. I mean, it's 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 the right choice though. Yeah. Unless you're just gonna throw him to Shafkat Rachmanov, which I, I don't think they're gonna do. I, I just don't think that's. I don't think it's what do, fair. What do you see a listener picks? I bet they're filled with Shafkat. Yeah, there's a lot of them. 
I, I, yeah. So I, I, that, I looked at him. There's a lot of Shafkot. I picked Shafkot like three different times here, but, and I disagree with you. He should never give up on the Shemaev callout. He should call out Shemaev for the rest of his career. And even afterwards, like if they're he retired, retires, retired. If he retires, most wins in welterweight history. He's sitting there in the, in the little swing bench at the, at the nursing home. He needs to call out Hamzat Shemaev. Even then the squeaky wooden bench, that's swinging with the chains hanging on the roof. That's you just keep continue that gimmick, even if you don't get the fight. But yes, it is the Wonder oh. Boy fight. I think it's a good time for it. He gets a guy ranked above him. I know I wanted Wonder Boy Mazadal too, but way too many unknowns there with this whole Mazadal Colby situation that we've talked about a ton this past week. So I think Magnin Thompson works works just swimmingly. Ak so. Mark Chikasey kicks off the main card. Very smart game plan. Uses wrestling. Beats Borshev, who didn't really have much much to offer in that regard. And one thing I talked about heading into this fight was win or lose. This is going to be a great learning experience for Borshev. And surely that's what it, will, it shall be. Chikasey wins. Snaps the two-fight skid. Then he calls out Drew Dober, okay? He had a name ready, which was a theme that didn't happen all that often on this card, which really drove me crazy. But I respect the gusto. Does he get this fight? Does it seem like the path for Mr. Jacasey? Yeah, I, you, I, I listen. We had either guys, not people, not having names, or people calling for names that are already booked. I think that happened twice. Oh well, I'm Neil Magny and then uh, and uh, Manon Firo. So, which is fine if you know who you want. But again, you're essentially giving yourself almost no shot to get it, other than stepping in as a, as a replacement, which is never, I think, an ideal position to put yourself in. Uh, I like the Dober call. It makes a lot of sense. But I actually had a lot of a little bit of trouble with Jacasey because yeah he's kind of facing this guy who was 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 uh, Borsha favored as far as you know uh, probably yeah slight, I think he slight, was right? yeah there was a lot of hype around him right people like him as the team alpha male guy amazing striker we and we saw that in this fight when there when there were exchanges on the feet man Borsha is so is just so fun to watch uh, I'm looking at slight he's about minus one forty I guess minus one fifty depending where you are where you were betting. Um, so I had trouble man I had trouble I was bouncing around with a bunch of names I kind of settled on this random. Clay Guida versus Claudio Puyas winner, April 23rd. I don't know. I don't know. I'm not sure. It was kind of a weird fight to have on the main card in the first place. We we thought it was because they were hoping first round knockout either for uh, Chikizi or, or Borshev, but uh, obviously they didn't get that. They got something completely different, which um, some of the crowd in Columbus didn't like. Uh, you know, put them in a bad mood already. Uh, but I thought it was a fine performance by Jacuzzi. So, yeah, give him kind of like a step up, either a veteran name or a guy with a, a better record than him in the UFC. But otherwise, uh, I don't know. He's just kind of in that mid-tier. There's like, I feel like there's a dozen, like, okay options. I I was torn on the call-out because I did – and at first I heard it, I'm like, dude, there's no chance you get that fight. And I still, I guess, believe that. However, if if they if the UFC did make that fight and they matched Jacasey and Dober up, I would pick Jacasey to win that fight, just because of the this this guy that we saw on Saturday. I would pick Jacasey to win because Drew Dober, as we've seen in in most of his losses, he just is not great defending takedowns. His wrestling defense is not good. It's really not good. This version of Jacasey would have a very good chance to beat Drew Dober. But he's still not going to get that fight because Drew Dober has a lot of buzz right now. He's coming off that huge win over Terrence McKinney. So outside of a short notice type of situation, highly unlikely he gets this Drew Dober fight because he just snapped a two-fight skid and Drew Dober just got a big finish in the first round against a guy that the UFC is very high on. There are a lot of interesting options here. McKinney would, would actually be really interesting. But I'm going to go with Mike Davis because he needs a fight to come back to 
Davis it's just have it is just one of the most unlucky guys in the sport at this point. So give Davis a few more months to get ready. If he's dealing with some injuries, which for some reason this guy always seems to be hampered with them. I just think the fight would be a lot of fun. Good next step for Jacasey against a very tough out in Mike Davis who needs to find a way to to get back in that cage and get more active. So I'll go with that, but I agree with you. Kind of a tough choice uh, for Jacasey off, coming off the two-fight losing streak. But let's head to the wild card selection for UFC Columbus, a.k.a. We'll select a fighter we have not match made for yet, and we will match make for them now. Have at him, my man. Lead us off. Listen, I got I got to do it. I've been leading the Nikolau high for so long. Uh, I'm a fan. I, I've, I've been a fan of his uh, since he was on the Ultimate Fighter Brazil. I, I think he's he's always just shown this like fantastic potential. And that potential has become results. I mean, uh, let's look at some of his wins here. Uh, John Moraga, one time uh, UC flyweight title challenger. Luis Smoke, a very respected veteran. He lost to Dustin Ortiz. Man, why does Dustin Ortiz? Why is he not back in the OC, by the way? I don't know. What, Great what question. Dustin Ortiz is so good. I anyway, um, uh, and that bounces uh, Nicolau out of the UFC for a bit. He comes back, and then Manel Cop, very close fight. I scored it for Nicolau. Uh, Tim Elliott, great win. Oh, stop it! Rob, robbery. Check my robbery review. All right, it's facts only. Uh, <laughs> not a robbery. Uh, Tim Elliott uh, was a really good win, and then uh, David Dvorak, uh, another solid win. Had a very, I had a very bad first round, which I think left a, uh, you know, obviously the sour taste in people's mouths. I think people go back and look at rounds two and three. It was actually turned into a decent fight. So, and David Dvorak was on a uh, sixteen fight win streak. So the quality of Nikolaus wins is just super high. I mean, you can dispute the split nods, whatever, but um, they, they are wins on his record. So he has a really, really ridiculous strength of schedule if you care for that sort of thing in MMA. Um, so I'm a huge fan. You, you, you think uh, Carl France will be the champion? I don't know if I go that far with Nikolaus, but I will be. I do think Nikolaus will fight for the UFC title someday, uh, probably probably next year. He just has to keep winning. And he can do that by getting a, a win against a, t- a relevant top 10 guy, Alex Perez. I think Alex Perez is the way to go. Very tough, super, super tough matchup. Not a, not a showcase fight for Nicolau at all. It's a good fight for both guys, even, of course, Perez can also get himself back in the, uh, uh, the championship picture. I think he deserves, you know, to be to get another shot at it because he did step in on short notice. So um, I don't think we should frown upon like, oh, he already had his shot. He should get another fresh shot, especially if he takes another a guy like Nicolau and then gets another big win. So Nicolau, Alex Perez makes all the sense in the world. My magic wand pick and my what I think will happen pick. That's, that, and that is a good pick. I'm going Bantamweights because I always go Bantamweights and Bourne. Got to. Got but- to. Chris Gutierrez, tremendous performance. This guy is officially, he's officially the most, he has replaced Jack Shore as the most underrated fighter in this entire division. Unbeaten in his last seven fights, an emphatic finish, knockout, performance of the night, one of the best knockouts of the year, the spinning back fist, which is interesting because the spinning back fist was to his detriment in the first round. It cost him the first yes. round against Sanam Bakari, <laughs> but that's how Chris Gutierrez is. He's like a, a Bantamweight, like a Bantamweight version of like a combination of Piotr Jan and Neil Magny, where, yeah, his head kind of processes information, but at the same time, he always somehow makes some kind of mistake and it costs him around. And this is what happened here, but he's just so good. He's just so good because he looked so great in that first round with the movement and the defense and the leg kicks and everything about the way this guy fights right now is just so fun to watch. Gets the win, gets the big finish. We're thinking A-plus night for Chris Gutierrez. And then he gets on the mic. He does say some nice things. Shout out to, to Gutierrez's 
family and and his mom and all that stuff that that she's going through. But when DC puts that ball on the tee for you, you gotta have an aim ready. You gotta, you gotta. I know that's not really your style, and you're not being fake. You're not gonna come out and say you stole everything I worked for you, piece of crap. You're just gonna say, listen, hey, it's my time. Give me some respect. Give me a top fifteen guy. You, Frankie Edgar or whoever. I want to fight you. But he didn't do that. So he's not going to get a top 15 guy. However, he's going to fight Adrian Yadez. And that fight just rules the world. Chris Gutierrez versus Adrian Yadez. Have to make it. Have to do it. I was, gonna, I was thinking about Gutierrez, Jack Shore. I think Jack Shore is a little bit ahead of him just because he had some names in mind. Chris did not. But still, he goes out there and beats Adrian Yanez. You cannot deny him a top 15 spot at that point. And for Yanez, same thing. He goes out there and beat, beats Chris Gutierrez. UFC will strap the Rockets to him more than likely. That's the fight. Makes all the sense in the world. Let's do it. Bantamweight is just ridiculous, isn't it? Because Chris so Gutierrez fun. is on a six, seven fight unbeaten streak. He lost to Hani Bar- Barcelos in his first fight. And since then... And I thought he beat Cody Durden. That shouldn't have been a draw. I sure. thought he won that fight. He's one of... He's one of... Okay, he's beaten a bunch of guys who are no longer in the UFC. That's fine. But, I mean... St- look, st- <laughs> 6-0-1 oh, in your last seven is 6-0-1 oh, in your last seven. And D- Danat Bakri entered this fight hot as hell. I mean, that, that guy was on, on a, a hell of a streak himself. Uh, and I don't even have Chris Gutierrez in, like, my top 20. Like, that's how deep this division is. It's just, like, you can't put him above, uh, again, Barcelos beat him, Kyler Phillips, uh, Jack Shore we just mentioned. Maybe people would want to put him above Sean O'Malley. But, hey, Sean O'Malley's 7-1. People are going to hand on Sean O'Malley all they want. So, uh Saeed Nurmagomedov, I would put above him. Maybe Casey Kenny. There's an argument to be made to put him above Kenny, but this is like that's how deep this division is. It's just it's just insane. But that's a great pick, Mike. That's one again that I would love to see happen, and that I think will I think will at least be set up and hopefully you know hopefully go through without any any complications. Yeah, my first choice for Jan is the Sean O'Malley fight, but I don't think we're going to get right. that. I think O'Malley will end up getting the Pedro Munoz fight that he wants because that's mm-hmm. usually what happens. So, do we have any? Extracurriculars, AK. Check the kind tapes. Of. Do we have yeah. mic checks? What do we got? Well, this is almost me, kind of a, a combination mic check and a uh, listener pick coming up. But first, I'll say credit to listeners. I had at least at least two or three people, I think, uh, call for Tim Elliott versus Albazi. It's going down on uh, June 25th. A lot of heat between those two on uh, social media. So you know they want they want to fight to happen, and there you go. Uh, Four Corner Sports NY wants a point for. They told me they called. They wanted to check the tapes for uh, O'Neill versus I, UFC 276, July 2nd. Now, I went at, back to check. I do keep files in this, guys, so you can't slip some of these by me. And Four Corners Worse NY originally wrote, if uh, if I loses to Fioro, then she fights uh, Casey O'Neill. But um, that fight never happened, so that doesn't count as you calling the I fight. Uh, so that's a big X for me. That is a no point. I may not say, listen, all you got to do is, is send me a, ma- a after the, the new matchup was made with O'Neill. Uh, oh, sorry, after uh, the Fioro I matchup fell through, then you got to send me a thing like, oh, okay, well, I should fight O'Neill instead. Something like that. You got to send, you, can, you guys can send me an addendum. You don't have to wait for fight weekends. Send me an addendum whenever you want. But you cannot, <laughs> but you cannot go back and say, oh, well, I essentially said this. It's like, no, you didn't. So you, want, you wanted a point. You're getting a big, you're getting a big X. Mike and I both made an X, threw up the X sign. That is a no point. That is a no, <laughs> a no, no basket, no basket. I'm sorry, no goal. Uh, uh, four corner sports NY, but we will. I will mention uh, their picks later. So it's all love. Okay. All right. 
When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Let's disclose. Disclose him, AK. Disclose him. Uh, Marcus McGahey calling this, by the way, the don't blink edition in honor of Kai Car France of uh, the On to the Next One picks. Again, arguably the guy whose stock rose the most on on, uh, on Friday, on Saturday, excuse me. Uh, guys, we like to talk about uh, mostly winners, unless they're in the main event or title fight. Scategories rule, you're going to get a solo point if somehow you're the only person to predict a fight correctly. It's very rare these days. Again, when we first started the show, Mike, we had like a handful of c- contributions. We were handing out solo auto points left and right. Now we have a legion of, uh, of listener, of brilliant listener fight pickers. Uh, so unfortunately, that also means harder to get those solo points, guys. Guys, mistakes. Weight class. Did they fight already and you didn't seem to remember? Is there? Is someone have, have a notable injury that you should be taking into account? Someone's not in the UFC anymore. Uh, the fighter could already book. This happened a lot this week. Uh, I mean, look, it happened to uh, Menel Firo and, and <laughs> Neil Magny didn't seem to care, so I get it. And guys, uh, this is the name that came up. Uh, Yana Kuniskaya is pregnant. Yana Kuniskaya, I saw her name come up for Sarah McMahon. She's pregnant. <laughs> I'm not saying she's never going to fight again, but I'm saying the timetable is so... Is so, and some people noted, like you know, whenever whenever she's ready to fight again, so it's fine. But uh, it, it's just no point in making that matchup, guys, unless you want Sarah McMahon to have to wait six, seven, eight, nine, wait till next year. I don't know how long it's going to take. I think, uh, I think Kunis guy is pretty far along, but still, it's, it doesn't mean she's going to jump right back in the gym after having a child. She might want to take another year off and just be a mother. We don't know, right? We we don't know. Uh, so she's out of it. And also Julia Avila, guys, she just announced that she's pregnant. Come on, do I need to add a pregnancy clause? This is common sense, people. <laughs> This is common sense. Congratulations to the Raging Panda, by the way. Uh, so, you know, I'm, I'm sure uh, that that's 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 going to go great. But uh, people saw And I'm sure she wants to fight again, uh, so, you know, someday. But let's just cool it on. If a fighter is pregnant, let's just cool it. Um, most importantly, guys, your pick much just be doo-doo. And, uh, and we don't want to read it. And, uh, Mike, I want to say something nice for the listeners, too. Good job, everyone. This was the majority of people picking fights for Kisria. Good job, everyone who listened to his interview and I guess understood his weird belly gesture, which he, where, where he, we thought he was, you know, he climbed the cage and was like, we thought he was gesturing for a title fight. Apparently he said like, he's like, oh no, I was talking about, I'm going to lose weight or something. I'm going to lose weight and drop down to 170. So even I didn't like, that didn't make sense to me. But thankfully all our listeners were, were paying very close attention to Kizriyev's gesture, his speech, and most of the matchups I saw were for him at welterweight. I do think he's going to drop back down. Um, he fought many, many times at welterweight before, uh, before coming to the UFC at, uh, that makes a lot of sense for him, I think. So kudos, listeners. Good job. That, see, that's our listeners. They're, they're so smart. They don't I, miss these things. I will say, I got some middleweight suggestions. I don't some, mind. That's fine. That's fine. Some, know, some, were, that's fine. some were kind of doo-doo-ish, and I'll explain why, I think. <laughs> oh, yeah. And some were fine. Because for Kizriev, like, if Kizriev wants to come back, like, he, he could be in a Kevin Holland-esque role right now. Yeah. Because you'd have to imagine after all those fights fell out for all those different reasons, if the UFC wants to book him for a fight in like three weeks, he's jumping on it no matter what the weight class is. So I think he will eventually drop to 170, but we could see him sooner rather than later. So let's get into this. I'm going to try to fly through these because there's a, there's a good amount. Adam Marvin just says Car France for the belts with multiple exclamation points. 
Curtis Blades versus God of Steve Bay Jones happens. Dacus versus the winner of Tanner Bozer versus Alexander Romanov. Sure. Poor Chris Dacus if, if Romanov wins that fight. I mean, what a kind of murderous I, row yeah, he's had. I don't want that. I don't, <laughs> don't want either. that. No interest. Sorry. By the way, the fight is Dacus versus Arlovsky. That's what you do. Daniel Marcoulis, Grasso versus the loser of Misha Tate versus Lauren Murphy. Don't have a real problem with that. Okay. Fioro versus the winner of Andrea Lee versus Viviani Arujo. By the way, Andrea Lee is a, a very interesting name in this division as well. If she beats Viviani Arujo, she gets up there. But flyweight's fun right now. Women's 125 is fun. Brown versus Nicholas Dalby. That's a banger. Askarov versus Nikolau. That seems to be a very popular one. Magni Wonderboy, Gutierrez versus Victor Henry. Sign me all the way up for that one. Kizriev, Cody Brundage, Maya versus the winner of Macy Barber, Montana De La Rosa. Dacus versus Volkov. I'm trying to figure out how much stock the UFC is investing into Dacus as a heavyweight mainstay. It's actually what, what, not what a bad was, suggestion. What, what was the Brown pick there? Uh, Nicholas Dalby. And did they mention, what was the pick? Did they have a pick for Barbarina? No pick for Barbarina. Really? Oh, my goodness, the disrespect. Someone who thought that Brown won the fight, maybe. Well, maybe. I mean, listen, he's a free agent right now. So maybe they're uh, thinking about it in that sense. Wow. You know what? One step. Once, was this Marvin? Yes. Marvin. No, this is, uh, this is Daniel Marcoulos. Oh, Marcoulos. I'm sorry. Daniel, one step ahead of me. Well done. Nice. <laughs> well done. AK's giving you a half and odd no point. No, it's just, just kidding. No, this is credit. No, <laughs> Mike, that's no laughing matter. Come on. You're I know. About that. I, I sure. apologize. Right, come on. <laughs> Cut it. We'll cut it in post. This is people's lives. <laughs> John Ray, Luis Saldana versus Sean Woodson. Oof, that's a pretty big step up. Yeah, that's a, that's a tough one. I I'm think it's a little too were, soon. I'm glad people were impressed with Saldana, but I mean, I, let's take it easy. <laughs> yeah, I mean, there are people who thought he lost that fight too. Yeah, I know. Gutierrez versus Rafael Sunsau. Sure, Sarah McMahon. This guy, there it is. <laughs> there was a lot of it. Honestly, there was so much. I saw so much of that. And, and by the way, actually, it is a cool. But I, 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 I poo poo it on the pick. It is a cool fight. I mean, two. Uh, 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 guy, she fought for the feather. She fought Cyborg for the featherweight title, right? Yes. Okay. So two former UFC title challengers, two moms. That's always a great story. So and just two. Hey, I think and. Uh, I, I don't want to say it's a great style matchup, like from an entertainment standpoint, like competitively, yeah, entertainment standpoint. I don't know. Could be fun. I don't know. Jacasey uh, versus the Jared Gordon Grant Dawson winner. Oh, not bad. Magni versus the loser of Vicente Luque versus Blah Muhammad. Sure. Car France versus Pantoja. Barbarina versus Griffin. Yes, please. Grasso versus the winner of Chukagan versus Amanda Hibas. Although I don't know if Hibas is going to stay at 125. I mean, if she beats yeah. Caitlin Chukagan, she might as well stay at 125 because she's going to be very close to a title fight. Dacus versus Pavlovich. Blades versus Gone. <laughs> Akiyama versus Northcut. Two generations of sexy. <laughs> In one. <laughs> I'd be shocked if one isn't planning that. Though I think. Uh... How 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 big? Yeah, the size. Yeah, no, that's fine. Yeah, yeah, that's fine. That's a t- yeah. I mean, if Sage can't beat forty six year old Akiyama at this point, <laughs> I mean, we gotta start. We gotta start thinking about a new career, probably. I mean, no disrespect to Akiyama, but you gotta. I mean, after all this time off and the the experience you've had at this point, like you gotta go out there and beat Akiyama if they set up that fight. And knowing one. It's probably in the works as it as we speak. By the way, I don't know if this is going to come up in your picks. It didn't come up in mine. Is there any thought to Chris Dawkins getting the Walt Harris? Walt Harris. We're always trying to find the the, the right hair the the right Walt Harris fit. 
That is a really good idea. Right. Actually, that's, that's a really good, good idea. That's a good friendly fight, feel good fight, right? Yeah, we get the former cop against Walt Harris. Yeah, I mean, I, I don't, I don't mind he, it at all. Isn't he from Philadelphia? Yeah. Why did you? Why did you? <laughs> it's just a cop. It's just a cop. He's a cop. He's a cop. Chris London, Grasso versus Fioro, Barbarina versus Barbarina versus Shafkot. Good grief. Hey, we just resigned you to a four-fight deal, Brian Barbarino. We're going to throw you in there with Shafkot Rachmanov. That sounds like a just a brutal night at the office. Neil Magny versus Gunnar Nelson. Jacasey versus Matush Gamrot. Good grief. Nikolaev versus Pantoja. McMahon versus Aldana. Gutierrez versus Shore. I like that one. Kizriev. Uh, this this is the doo-doo one. No offense. I'm sorry. Versus Christoph Jocko, who is booked to fight Gerald Mearshart on April 30th. But again... Maybe it's not doo-doo. Maybe it's not doo-doo. Because this, if if something happened, maybe Mearshart suffers uh, an injury or something, Kizriev can slide right in there. There you go. Wait, they said they just, they just said Jocko. Versus Jocko. Mm, come on, guys. You got to pay. That's a good fight. That, that Mearshart fight is one you, that people should know about. Come on now. Yes. Drew Hilty. No way the UFC gives Blades a fight against Gon. He's probably stuck fighting down the rankings. Could see him fighting Tom Aspinall next. Sure. Blades versus Tommy Aspinall is, is a really interesting fight. Grasso versus Murphy, win or lose. Barbarina versus Michael Morales, if you really want to test him, but it could be too much too soon. KKF gets a title shot. Definitely wasn't a robbery, but on first watch, I thought Griffin won rounds one and two, but it'd be like that some, sometimes. He likes Magny versus Shafkat Rachmanov. D1 Jacasey versus Terrence McKenney could be fireworks. Wild cards run that cap Nicolau fight. First decision was egregious. And he likes Chris Gutierrez versus Casey Kenny. Kevin, Blades versus Gone, no interim belts. Chris Dawkins versus Augusto Sakai. This this one I can be down with. Yeah. Dawkins Sakai I can be down Perfect. with. I, I think Perfect. that's a winnable fight for Dawkins. Perfect. Grasso versus Jennifer Maya. Fioro versus Chukagin. After Chukagin fights Hebus in May, win or lose. Good job in parentheses. Barbarina versus Cowboy Oliveira. KKF versus Moreno Figgy 4 winner. Chris Gutierrez versus Frankie Edgar. Sorry, AK. Bonus from last week. Patty versus Chris Gritzmacher, a veteran who's a slight step up for him, but also very winnable. That's this. That's the exact kind of fight you book for Patty Pimblet. In the UK, Patty versus Chris Gritzmacher. And let me uh let me throw this at you, AK. Matt Brown versus Robbie Lawler two. Yeah, look, we never got uh Condit Condit Lawler two, which we always wanted. I'd be very happy to see the Brown Lawler two matchup. Though I also liked uh, Barbarina calling for the Lawler fight, but <clears throat> if I'm Robbie Lawler, I would think that Matt Brown fight's a little more compelling, just name wise, veteran, someone he he himself has probably I would imagine has had his eye on for some time. So uh, sorry, a rematch, eyeing a rematch for some time. So. Um, yeah, I I like that one. I like the Barbarina fight too. Let me just say, by the way, about the Gutierrez Edgar suggestion, which I also saw. I have no problem with it, as long as it doesn't actually happen. Like I want the fight to be booked. I love <laughs> yeah, it. Right. yeah. I want to see Gutierrez <laughs> and Edgar on paper. I want us to talk about it on our shows. Uh, I want us to, you know, may, maybe even make it all the way up to weigh-in day. Uh, both guys successfully weigh in, so they can get paid, and then uh, Saturday morning. Uh, uh, Frank Yeager stubs his toe, and then uh, the fight just doesn't happen. So I'm all in on that matchup uh, from a theoretical standpoint. Tino Alvarez, Blades gone in France, five-round main event. That's actually a really good idea. That's probably like the exact thing, and I will give you an actual Otno point if that happens. On that particular card, in that particular country, you would get an Otno point. Don't they get an 
an extra. You mean an extra at no point? Well, I mean, oh, Blades Gone. Solo. Blades Gone isn't, but it has to happen on that card. Yeah, yeah. And this is a, you're gonna have a solo in point. this like, year. Yes. Tino, Tino will get a solo. Yes, it has to be the wow. next fight for both guys. It has to be in par in France, and it has to be the main wow. event. Right. Then I will give you a full out no point. Uh, Alexa Grasso into a title fight. Winner versus uh, Valentina versus Santos. Sure. Bam Bam versus Tim Means. Car France versus the winner Moreno Figgy. Magni versus Sean Brady. I will address that fight in a moment because that is a very popular one. Jacasey yep. versus Mike Davis. Well done. There Sarah McMahon versus the winner of Norma Dumont versus Macy Chieson. That's a 45, though. Yeah, maybe they're saying Sarah McMahon just go up to 45, take one of them out. I don't know. Yeah. Gutierrez versus Montel Jackson. Great. Kizriev versus Gunnar. Kizriev versus Gunnar Nelson. Fioro. Wow. wow, how about that? Fioro versus Jessica Andrade, co-main event to Gans versus Blades card in France. Wow. All right, wait, now we're getting wait. super specific. Jessica, who's Jessica Andrade fighting again? Amanda Lemos, but that's in yeah, May. So, right. so we're we're booking the France card right now. That's what he's trying to do. Down the Tito's road, all in on the Fioro France in card. France versus Jessica Andrade, win or lose in that fight. That's right. Again, that's uh that's some serious matchmaking. Ought no pointage right there. Nikolaou Askarov, Saldana versus Danny Chavez, like that one. Uh, Tino, Tino, by the way, double dipped. They they let me know they were double dipping to avoid confusion, and also said uh, they were at the, they were at the event last night. So oh, good. I hope you had a good time, Tino. And I hope you weren't booing uh, Brian Barberino. Yeah, because I will never read your picks again if you were. <laughs> Just kidding, uh, Marcus. We know it's coming. Let's see, what we got here anything different? Barberina, Court McGee, uh, Sarah McMahon, Irene Aldana after injury. Gutierrez, Douglas Silva, Dandrage, Kizriev versus Hadolfo Vieta. Nicolau Perez, Saldana, Bill Algio. People, people were really. I mean, Kizriev looked awesome. Don't you right? He's got the, he's got that glossy undefeated record again. You know, which always which always uh, you know boosts you. But man, they really kind of threw him into some tough tough matchup. That's a lot of like like Adolfo Vieira would be. I mean, a great grappling contest. But man, I don't I don't know if I pick him to beat him. And then he has some check the takes tape suggestions. Sergio Pettis, uh, Rafian Stotts, booked before Pettis pulled out of the tournament. Uh, Wait, what? So they're book, just booking it again? No, he's saying that that was his that was his pick. Oh, a claim a point, and they booked it, and then he wants the point for it. Boy, the tournament—I don't think you get any point. The tournament's an eight-man field. I don't think you. Yeah, you, I mean you, your options. Pretty, yeah, your yeah. options. You have six op, seven options. We're trying to get points for tournament seedings now. Come on, guys. <laughs> he wants a point for Nami Yunus Esparza, but a shared point. He did notice that, and then he oh, absolutely. He, he wanted right. Vince Morales versus Nathaniel Wood booked before Morales pulled out a fight. That was I don't know. No, not giving it to you. Sorry. Too many <laughs> unknowns. The fight never happened. It was a short notice thing. No. Tell him. Gerard Biagin. Neil met. The solo at no point, this has to be like, the, it has to be a poster. The UFC has to, like, this is the one, like, we're, we're sending out bout agreements for a eight-week training camp kind of thing. Like, if it happens on a short notice thing, like, I'll be, you know, I'll be willing to sprinkle in some percentage points. But you can't be asking for full points because we need a, we need a fill-in and someone just happens to be in the area ten days before. Like we can't do that. That's a good rule. I don't know if I'll make that an official disclaimer because hopefully it doesn't come up come up too often. But if it does, if it does, we may have to add it. That's a good. That's a good rule. Yes, Jared Biagin, Neil Magny versus Sean Brady. Okay, I have asked Sean Brady about this particular matchup in the past. These two know each other really well. They've trained together many times. Don't think it's going to happen. Uh, mm -hmm. This is not a doo doo pick, by the way. This is just something for future reference. Now, 
if Brady and or Magni fight again and you suggest this fight, then it'll be officially in the doo-doo pile because we've already <laughs> let you know about it. Um, I, unless a title is on the line, I don't think we see these guys fight each other unless the stakes are quite high. Uh, I just, I just, yeah. just laughed when you said doo-doo pile. I'm a, I'm a child. I'm a child. <laughs> uh, Gutierrez, Halyam Paiva, sure. Fioro versus Murphy Tate winner. Nicola versus Alex Perez. Mark Chikese yes. versus Ignacio Bahamondes, AK. I actually like this idea. I yeah. think it's a sensical fight. Yep. Like I said, Chikese, I feel like there's a dozen different good options. He's not, for me, anywhere near like the top 30 still, and but he's certainly well above the lower chunk, which is like a lot of newcomers, guys on losing streaks. So he's in that weird mid-tier, and he needs to get... I think at least well it depends on the matchup right but he, I think he needs at least one more one or two more good wins before we talk about matching him up with like a top 25 opponent it's a, it's a long climb it's 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 tough but hey uh he's been hanging around the UFC stranger things have happened maybe we uh we see the late surge of, of Mark Jacuzzi uh Barbarina versus this is Max Sherman Barbarina versus McGee Jacuzzi versus Leo Santos hold on I have to find the rest of this sorry uh, Gutierrez versus the Sunset. We already got that one. Uh, Carol Hosa versus Stephanie Egger. Matt Brown versus Trevin Giles. Harry Duoskin. Kizria versus Jeremiah Wells hits the spot. I like that one too. Uh, Nikola versus Alex Perez. If Perez can make weight, if Perez is moving up to 35, he likes Nikola versus the Royval Schnell winner. Luis Saldana versus Nate Landwehr. Chris Gutierrez versus Frankie Edgar. I doubt they try to give someone like Chris the Frankie rub, but I'd be okay with it. More realistically, they screw him, and he has to fight Kyler Phillips. Neil Magny. That's, 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 that's a great fight. I mean, that is. Yeah, that was quite the statement. Neil Magny versus Luke Muhammad loser for a fight that does something for Magny, or you do Shafkot if you want to use Magny as a gatekeeper. Jacasey versus Jared Gordon. Maybe win or lose. He's, Jared Gordon's fighting Grant Dawson. That is not officially on our website, but I have confirmed it. That is the fight. So I'm not, not a doo-doo pick. Matt Brown versus Nick Diaz. A bit of a cheeky suggestion, but this would be an amazing fight for two rounds and then sloppy old man violence for one round. <laughs> we should have a Diaz. I, that is kind like. that is probably that is a, a good fight. Like if you're gonna get Nick, Nick Diaz back, that's the fight to make. But we should have a Diaz ban as well. It's just the guys are just so they're so unpredictable. I almost feel like we need a soft Diaz ban. A soft one, yeah. Barbarina versus Means, Beautiful Violence, Blades Gone, not for interim title. Tristan Gordet, Kai Car France versus Alexander Pantoja, Gutierrez Montel Jackson, Kizriev Armin Petrosian, Neil Magny versus Wonderboy. I know Magny obviously called out Hamzat, but he won't get him unless Hamzat loses against Burns. Magny should just focus on moving up closer to the top five of the welterweight division, facing Wonderboy would be perfect. I don't mind the Magny Hamzat callouts. I don't. It again, this is good seed planting because if Gilbert Burns goes out there and beats Hamza Chemaev, he's getting the Neil Magny fight. I mean, Neil Magny's going to get the you fight. You say that with such confidence. I am shocked you would say that. I think you're right. I think I'll be at the retirement home. I think Hamza will be in the retirement home with him on that same swinging bench and they'll, and, and, and Magny will just be taunting him, just poking him with his cane like, huh, we're going to fight yet? Playing Pinochle. I love it. And it will still never happen. Best of seven cribbage matches. I mean, I'd watch those guys Shuffle play board. shuffleboard. Yeah, let's go. Uh, Canadian Bryants. Good morning, Mike and AK. Mike, I know you say Bellator matchmaking is obvious, but I did say on February 5th from last week's Bellator card, Enrique Barzola versus Josh Hill, alternate bout for the Bantamweight Grand Prix, and now it is. I don't know if he phrased it quite that way. 
I have to go back and check that one out because if you suggested that as like a fight by itself, I would probably give you a not no point. So that fight was was made. Hold he on. said on February fifth. Yeah, he, pre- he, he predicted Barzola versus Josh Hill. That's what he predicted. And now it is a play-in matchup for the Bellator Grand Prix, which is super interesting because Josh because Scott freaking Coker in December. After Josh Hill knocked out Jared Scoggin, said, officially the alternate for the Bellator Bantamweight Grand Prix. And now we have a chance to fill alternate spots, and now Josh Hill is not said alternate. He has to fight his way into being an alternate, and then he has to fight <laughs> Magomed Magomedov if he wins. He so, has to defend the Bellator uh, uh, Bantamweight World Grand Prix uh, alternate title, is what you're saying. Yes. I'm giving you the <laughs> point. I'm giving him a point. You're giving him a point. Okay. Okay. So, wait, but that fight was already booked. Right? It was already booked, and they just changed. No, oh, no, it wasn't. Booked. No, it wasn't booked. It wasn't booked. They made it. Poor Josh Hill. He finally gets a knockout. Finally makes a statement. And like you said, Scott Coker said he's the he is the the alternate. And then and Enrique, Enrique Barzola is a really really tough opponent. I think I think Barzola will be favored in that matchup. So Hill should have got a spot, and you should have done done one alternate fight. You should have done Barzola versus versus Sabatello or yeah, Lugo there, versus there. Sabatello. Sabatello should be in that play and fight. There's no doubt about it. By the way, Sabatello is probably going to go to the finals and he's probably a good chance to win this thing. And he is going to be hated for it. And it's going to be super fun, super fun. Uh, but he said, I'll love, keep up the great, great work guys. I'm going to give you the, I'll give you a point out of my collection. How about that? Uh, Mark Chikasey versus the winner of Demir Hadzovic versus Steve Garcia. Neil Magny versus Rachmanov. Magny deserves that Shemaya fight. And if he loses to Burns, I love that fight. But spoiler, I don't think that will happen. So let's give Magny the other guy in the division. No one wants to fight, but we know he will. Curtis Blades versus anyone in the top 10. And then we close out with Brandon Nunez. Chikasey versus Alexander Hernandez. Nikolov versus Askarov. Barbarina versus Nico Price. Grasso versus the winner of I versus O'Neal. Blades versus Stipe. Wait, who said Blades was anyone in the top 10? That was the last person? That was our friend Canadian Bryant. Canadian Bryant. Uh, the only problem with that suggestion is he's fought so many guys in the top 10 already. I guess some of them aren't in the OC anymore. Overeem and JDS are gone. Eh, yeah, I don't know. I don't know if you can just throw them in there with anyone. And he's lost some of the guys in the top 10. You know what I was tempted to do, Mike, was the uh, Derek Lewis rematch. But we're just not quite far away enough from it yet. Because this was only last... Like, for me, in my mind, it feels like it was a long time ago. This was barely a year ago so uh, sorry oh just over a year ago so i think we see that rematch someday uh but yeah i, I, I was thinking that was an option for him just to get that lot that'd be a cool way to like if he wants to stay busy and get a fight to get that win back or sorry excuse me you know avenge that loss um it wouldn't be guaranteed but at least have the chance to do it and then you know that leads into some sort of title fight but uh not not quite yet we're not quite in Derek lewis uh blades two territory yet you're up my friend all right all right um so uh, some of the most popular picks, some of which you already mentioned, of course, Blades Aspinall, Blades Gone. Both, I thought Blades Gone was leading, but it's about even, I think, the amount of people suggesting those. Blades versus Miocic, there was a bit of that. Uh, at AO, its dad says, Stipe needs a fight. Jones ain't coming back. And uh, Tommy Aspinall versus Ty Tuivasa, that makes so much sense. I agree with that. Uh, Blades has an insane resume, deserves a legacy fight slash matchup. Uh, Gone can take his pick at the end of the year to face one of these winners for an interim title, setting up a massive fight with Francis. So I kind of like that idea. So so uh, at AO's dad kind of suggesting Gone is the one who should wait for the dust to settle, not Blades, and then Gone can sort of step in and, and uh, pick whoever he wants, which is actually not a bad position to be in. So I, li- I like that idea. Yeah. Everyone calling for Kai Kara France title fight. 
the other was Kaikar France versus Pantoja, which uh, Marcus McGay, he reminds us, would be like uh, not a rematch, but not like two, but like 1.5 because they fought in the uh, they fought in the quarterfinals of the Elder Fighter and uh, Pantoja won by unanimous decision. I liked all the Magni Rachmanov talk, Mike. I, I like people kind of using Rachmanov as almost like a, a Hamzat proxy. Uh, Four Corner Spurts NY, I dumped on you before, but I like what he had to write about this. So for Magni on calling uh, Hamzat, which they're pushing him to uh, get a title shot, a guy that the UFC apparently <laughs> gives a bleep about who is also dangerous. I can see Dana feeding Magni a difficult test in Shavkat, which is not an easy fight for Shavkat, but if Shavkat gets a W over Magni, they can eventually push Shavkat up the ladder. Silence any noise of Magni wanting to fight Hamzat. So um, kind of a business move there for the UFC. But uh, hey, no guarantees that Shavkat beats, beats Magni. And uh, yeah, shout out to everyone calling for Gutierrez versus uh, Victor Henry. That'd just be, that's the uh, the EKC Lydon special right there. He would love that. That's awesome. Fierro versus Lee Arojo winner was another popular one. Uh, I want to read what Hayes III said here. He said, I don't really want it to happen, but I think she could be up for the title, Fierro, he means, especially if Chukagian beats Hebus and Misha loses to Lauren Murphy. Yeah, that might clear a path. But for my official suggestion, I'll go with Lee Aroja winner, which I think would have time to happen if Valentina makes a double champ attempt uh, after beating, uh, if she beats Tyler Santos, and uh, she should, uh, Valentina should definitely be able to do that at this point, regardless if it's uh, at 135, Nunez or Juliana Pena. So yeah, I, I agree with all that thinking, Hayes. There's a lot of dominoes that could fall, and we could end up with a really fun situation at 125 and uh, and 135. Uh Nikolaou versus Askarov and Nikolaou versus Alex Perez, both pretty popular about tides. So uh, the Nikolaou buzz, it, it's there. It's there, Mike. People are talking about Nikolaou, all right? Two <laughs> percent when I ran the poll yesterday on uh, which which flyweight, which of the of the two women's flyweights and the two men's flyweights who won on Saturday, which one improved their stock the most? It was two percent. Come on. Come on now. Come on now. All right. Uh, I want to read a first-timer on Instagram. Liam Jeffrey, what is up? A first-timer and a fellow Canadian, so you know they're getting the uh, getting some extra love and getting the welcome to the party pal uh, pick slash gif pick on Instagram. You can, can you put gifs on Instagram? I don't think so. People, if you're out there, tell me how to put a gif on Instagram. Uh, direct messages. Uh, so he likes Blades versus Aspinall. Blades needs a few wins to get near that tell again. Aspinall is red hot. If he gets to be, if he gets by Blades, he'll be primed to contend. This is true. Uh, Fierro versus Grasso might be lazy matchmaking. Mike, you didn't think so, that it was lazy. Uh, all the top flyweights are booked right now. Fierro will get a boost in rankings after beating Maya. Potential number one contender fight. Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> pretty much. <laughs> Barbarina versus, I think he means, oh yeah, Carlson Harris. Harris gets a chance to rebound after losing to Shavkat. Barbarina gets another fight with a finisher. Uh, Car France tell a shot uh, of Marina Figo, Marino Figgy winner, excuse me. Uh, Magni versus Rachmanov. Again, a lot of people wanted this. And uh, Jakizi versus Hakparast. I like that. Uh, Jakizi says he's still a prospect, so he gets to fight a guy that had some hype who's been struggling lately and a chance to prove that he's still got potential. Uh, Hakparast gets a step back and a chance to try and get back in the in the win column. So they, Liam Jeffrey, solid, solid first uh, uh, Otno picks, by the way. Good. Michael Conifrey, uh, the man who runs, of course, Otno and MMA fighting memes. I shouldn't say are his his uh Otno and MMA fighting memes uh Instagram page very entertaining you guys should definitely subscribe to that uh Magni versus Burns Shamayev loser now Mike you think he definitely gets Shamayev do you think Burns also same deal do you think it's probably he gets Burns whoever do you think he probably just gets a loser that fight I there's there's a very good chance very good chance okay um right uh MMA heads Barbarina versus Trinaldo Roberts winner UFC 274 May 7th 
Uh, wait, who, I'm sorry. I gotta go back a second. Who were you saying? Sorry, it wasn't Burns. My mind is all scrambled. Now. It wasn't Burns. You were saying him and Magni are are friends. Sean Brady. Sean Brady. I'm sorry. That's right. That's not the Burns. Right? Okay. Uh, yeah. So Magni Burns is just fine. Uh, back to MMA heads. Magni versus Kevin Holland. This soon. I've got a lot of Holland suggestions here, and it just shows you like how man, what a name he built for himself, eh? With his run at 185. I don't mind it. I'll tell you what, man. If they book that fight and Kevin Holland beats Neil Magny, I mean, that is... Listen. That's that's a huge win. That's Neil a Ma- huge win. And Neil Magny's used to this by now. Look, he's he's used to taking three steps forward, taking one step back. It's happened to him so many times. He'll bounce back from it. It's a it's a big it's a big low, I think, like, or I'll say medium reward because then Kevin Holland is a big name. Obviously, much more to gain for Holland there. Uh, so I don't hate it. MMA heads, I don't hate that matchup. Uh, Kizriev versus the Roundy Brown Chaos Williams loser. They're fighting at 274. Nikolao versus the Red Vile Chanel loser, fighting at 274. Saldana versus Pineda Emmers, fighting on May 14th. So cool picks there. Chase Steiner, we haven't heard you from heard from you in a while, buddy. Thanks for chiming in. Some good picks here. Saldana, Saldana, excuse me, versus Steven Peterson. Grasso versus the Murphy Tate winner at UFC 276. Uh, Jay says, I know Tate probably gets a title shot if she wins, but I'm predicting Murphy to win. This is what should happen, not what will happen. Uh, that's that's probably accurate. Toon on Instagram, throwing out Barbarina versus Li Jingliang. Banger. Banger. Mike, how do you feel about one championship picks? I liked this, the North Cut, the North Cut Akiyama right. pick. You like I really that? Okay. that one. How do you feel about these ones? Uh, this is Matt Bradbury who says, oh, first he has a question about Beltor. I'm sorry. Uh, Matt Bradbury asked us a question. Uh, with Pettis and Gallagher out of the tournament, who do you think they'll end up fighting? Uh, I mean, each other someday, hopefully. But I don't know. Those guys both have are always getting injured all the time. Is it even worth speculating? <laughs> yeah, right. It's a tough one. <laughs> if you come up with anything, Mike, let me know. I'll, I'll, we can circle back to this question. Uh, one championship, Angela Lee versus Sohi Ham. Sure. That's the fight. Adriano Moraes versus John Lineker. So Lineker, so Adriano goes up uh, to uh, what's 145 in, in one championship, but a bantam, up to bantamweight. Uh, yes, I like it. And DJ versus, uh, I don't this one works. DJ versus Bibiano. I'm pretty sure DJ and Bibiano are pretty close friends. They've trained together a lot. Uh, so I really don't see that one happening. Again, it's kind of one. They might do the whole, oh, for honor thing. But I think DJ and Bibiano are pretty close. Right, that's that's a fair assessment, right? Uh, I think so. Yeah, I don't think they're... they would fight each other. I mean, if it was like a special rules kind of thing. Oh, sure. Maybe a grappling match. Right, one where they're not bludgeoning each other. Yeah. Uh, so Daniel versus T.J. Brown, great matchup. And uh, Mike, what about Barbarina versus Kevin Holland? Yeah. Okay. Do you like that more than the mag? You like that more than the Magni one? Yeah, a little bit. Okay. I'm intrigued by the Magni one, though. I will. I have to say, I am intrigued by the Magni one. I have, I have a feeling that will not go well for Kevin Holland, unless he bolts Magni in the first round, which is possible. But it could be a very typical Neil Magni kind of fight where Holland would have a great moment early, mm-hmm. maybe have Magni hurt, and then Magni would take over and just like take him down and grind him out. But who knows? We got uh, we got more we got one more Holland's coming. Okay, so we're getting we're getting better. We're getting warmer. We're all getting right, warmer. all right. We got one more Holland coming. It's it's near the end. Uh, Liam, uh, back to now to Twitter. Liam Perry, Barbarina versus Griffin, Jacuzzi versus Jacuzzi versus Jim Miller. I don't mind it. I like it better than Patty versus 
Jim Miller. I as yes, as do I. I agree with that. Yeah. Uh, Gutierrez versus Munoz. I love it, but like you said, Sean O'Malley is probably going to book that one. Uh, Nicolau versus Pantoja. There's there's, there's another suggestion. Um, at BFC, BWFC Owen on Twitter. By the way, I've, so I've read Owen's picks before. I didn't realize what the BWFC stands for. I looked it up. Shout out to uh, Bolton Wanderers Football Club. Um, I know nothing about football, guys. I'll be honest with you. Uh, but uh, apparently it's the team he supports. So shout out to Bolton Wanderers. Um, uh, they mentioned the, the Jocko Mearshard fight. But they, but uh, Jocko, but they did mention the winner. They did mention the winner of that fight for uh, Kizriev, April 30th. So Kizriev sticks around, 185. I like that. Uh, Ryan Doherty. Uh, just, again, yeah, Grasso versus Fioro. Uh, Brandon Hahn uh, just sets this up for, okay, I had a little bit of scenario here for Magny. Magny versus Shemaev if he loses to Burns. Masvidal versus Shemaev if Shemaev wins. Wait, what? Wait, say that one more oh, time. No, I'm, oh, no, no, I'm sorry. I screwed that. I screwed that. Brandon Hahn, I apologize. I screwed that. <laughs> Magni versus Shemaev if Shemaev loses to Burns. Uh, Magni versus Masvidal if Shemaev wins and beats Burns and gets a title shot. So so if, Maz, if Shemaev's out of the picture, give Magni uh, Masvidal instead. That'd be awesome, but Masvidal's... Masvidal's uh, not going to fight Neil Magni. kidding me? Has no interest in it. But I, but I like that matchup. I like actually like where, where Brandon's thinking is there. If uh, and also uh, he wants to elaborate because if Burns loses, so this is if, if Shamayev wins, if, then he wants Burns to fight Sean Brady. Yeah, I like the yeah. Burns Brady. I like that fight. That that's would make sense. I think he's trying to say like so. That's why not, not if like not if Burns not he's not looking for Burns Magni. If Burns loses, he wants he wants uh, that for Brady. So yeah, that'd be an amazing amazing fight. Barbarina versus James Krause. Did we say stop? We have to stop picking fights for James Krause. I think we have to. I think we have to, because Krause, Krause is only fighting if he's there with the fighter and right. something happens at weigh-ins and he could step in on like a day's notice. Otherwise, okay. he's not going to fight. No more, no more the, no more the. I'm sorry, guys, no more the. Jukizi uh, versus Jamie Malarkey, love it. Uh, and Kizriev versus Lundjambula, so that's a 185 pick for Kizriev. At Ao, it's dad. Uh, that one's been read already. That one's been read already. Oh, I'll, I'll just I want to elaborate. You 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 had a. Gutierrez versus Asun Sao. They just said uh, Rafael shouldn't be in the top of Dean in the UFC rankings anymore, and El Guapo deserves a top 15 opponent. Makes sense and to help shape a more accurate top 15. Thank you, Ao. I'm glad someone has the MMA fighting global rankings in mind. That's when they, right. When they do things. <laughs> uh, 170 pick for Kizriev, uh, Carlson Harris. So yeah, so Carlson Harris coming up a couple of times, but uh, I, I like Carlson Harris a lot. I still think he has upside at, at 170, but um, it is it is only kind of tough matchups going forward. Sean Haywood, Fioro versus Chukigian, win, loser, draw versus Hibas. I think that's the best option. I think you just make that fight happen. Doesn't doesn't matter what happens in the Hibas fight. Uh, Gutierrez versus Stamen, Barbarina versus Dalby. Hayes, Bathur, Jacuzzi versus Christos Giagos. McMahon versus the Raquel Pennington, Aspen Lad, loser, Mike, UFC 273, April 9th. McMahon versus Pennington, Lad, loser. Sure. Yeah. Yeah, that makes sense. I think that's right. Um, Gutierrez versus Kenny. Any reason this fight can't happen? I don't think so. I think they. I'm into yeah. that. That's a good I'm fight. Phil Rowe. I, I said he would come up. Phil Rowe for Kizriev. I I like that one too. Sure. Uh, and and uh, Saldana versus Charles Rosa. Four corners reports and why kind of again third time mentioning them because they have the other uh, Matt Brown pick. Uh, sorry, the other. Uh, Anas, I've ruined it. Mike, rewind, rewind. Edit, edit, edit. edit. They have the other Holland pick. Uh, Holland versus uh, Matt Brown. More than the mag. Do you like more than the mag? You like it more than the Magni pick? 
No, I hate it. You hate it? Oh, so war, is this the worst of them all? I just I don't want to see Matt Brown in a fight with Kevin Holland. Why? I just think he gets I think he could get really hurt in that fight. <laughs> like I, it's it's a safety thing. Like it's a cool matchup. Like you see it on paper, you're like, "Wow, this is cool." But I just feel like I, there's a very good chance Kevin Holland could seriously hurt Matt Brown. At this point, 41-year-old Matt Brown. Yeah, I, I, yeah, that's the reason I don't like it. Okay, if that makes sense, because I care for the immortal one. You're a safety first guy, as we all know. I, I, I respect that. Uh, Marcus McGahey, Barbarina versus Cowboy Oliveira. Uh, Mark Chikizi versus the Yodos Medich. Omar Morales, winner, May 21st. Uh, he also likes McMahon versus Painting Lad, loser. Gutierrez versus Montel Jackson. Uh, Montel Jackson was supposed to fight Saturday, right? He was supposed to fight. Oh, oh, oh uh, Gutierrez, Gutierrez replaced him, right? Yeah. Yeah, okay, so there you go. It makes a lot of sense. And uh, 170 for Kizriev, Claudio Silva. There you go. I like that. Barry O'Reilly, our man in Ireland, always kind of with great picks. Saldana versus uh, Melsic, Bogdasarian. Kizriev versus Dalby. There you go. There's another 170. McMahon versus Josiane Nunez, Mike. Uh, Barry O'Reilly says if, uh, if Josiane Nunez can, get past, can pass the McMahon test, she deserves a top five opponent. I've already said, Mike, I'm in favor of Josiane staying at uh, featherweight and being this tiny, tiny featherweight with with heavyweight power and eventually fighting Amanda Nunez herself. Uh, that's probably not going to happen. So I don't know. Do you, what do you think? Josiane Nunez versus Sarah. She would look so tiny, I think, compared to Sarah McMahon. <laughs> she looks tiny compared to everyone. But I'm with you, AK. 100%. Yes. Let's yes. just, yeah, throw in there with strikers or throw at 45 to look like a tiny featherweight. That just bolts people. <laughs> yes, but do I, that. I will. I will say that I, I do think it's an interesting matchup. I think it'd be kind of cool, Sarah McMahon, wrestler versus striker, classic matchup, right? That'd be kind of cool. Yeah. Jacuzzi versus Pimblet. Here's what Barry says about it. Barry says, we want to step up in competition for Patty, but not a world beater, an all-English affair to add some spice to the next England event. And, of course, if we're able to happen in Liverpool, then you still get that Pimblet, like, home field, you know, home court cheer. I added that part in for Barry. But why not just have Jacasey and Pimblet fight other people? different fighters? Sure. Yeah, that's an option. That's an option. I um, mean, sure. I mean, I mean, yeah, I, I get it. I, I wish they weren't from the same area. I, I also think uh, uh, Jacasey might mess Pimblet up. Maybe. Yeah. I think he's a. I think he's a much better striker. And he definitely has the grappling to not like get dominated by Pimblet. I I don't know if the <clears throat> and like I said, now you're just having one English guy beat another English guy. I, yeah, maybe that's not maybe that's not best for for Patty. It's kind. Of, I mean, it's just in such like like I said after when we did Otno last week. I don't like anything for Patty Pimblet. There's nothing I like. There's nothing I like <laughs> outside of him fighting. Really, outside of him fighting featherweights that lost on the contender series uh-huh. that move up to lightweight to fight him, so he can win and get a big reaction. Like Patty Pimblet should just fight. P- Patty Pimblet should be the WWF superstars version of the UFC, where you just put him in there, squash yeah, matches, squash matches yeah. in the UK, nothing else. Don't move this guy up the ladder. This guy should never. Ever have oh, a number come. next to his name? Come on. No, that's <laughs> what you do with him. That's how you maximize Patty Pimblet. You let him win. 
You, uh, you you go in there and you give him favorable matchups and let him win. That's how you build him up. He's not like, fighting for a title. This guy will never, ever fight for a world championship. I'm sorry, Patty. I like you. You're going to be a star, but you don't need to fight for a title to make that money, son. Just, this is what you want. Take the Colby blueprint. You get the biggest fights that are most winnable. And every fight for Patty Pimblett is a winnable fight, and it is a big fight, and people will care. Patty Pimblett versus Joe Schmuckabababa will sell. People will care. I'm just making up names, AK. I'm just making them up. That guy could fight anybody. Give him matchups. He can win. Put him over. Let the crowd go crazy. Give him $50,000 bonus. And pay him the minimum salary that his manager is going to. What are you doing? What is this? Finish your finish your rant. Yeah, and he's gonna make twelve and twelve and get a fifty thousand dollar bonus because he's got terrible management. But go ahead. <laughs> I'm just joking about the whole graduate. <laughs> Listen, we don't know what we're talking about. We we know nothing about this business. At least I don't know how that's going to sound. I don't know how that's actually going to sound. I apologize. It's everyone. hilarious. Yeah, that just happened. <laughs> wake up, wake up, everyone. Uh, I, I listen, uh, uh, Damon, uh, Jed, and I. Excuse me, Damon, Jed, and I wrote a uh, roundtable discussion earlier this week about Patty Pimblet. What is his ceiling? We all kind of took different angles at it. Jed, probably the most uh, pessimistic, thinking that almost kind of going with what you said, Mike. Keep this guy in the lower tier of the OC lightweight rankings and just give him marketable fights and that's it. Just have him be that kind of draw. Uh, uh, Damon, a, a little bit in the middle. And then me, I I know, listen, it's, so, it's a cliche, anything can happen in MMA. I don't think he's as limited or as bad as people think. I know I just said Jacuzzi would would murk him, but that's also just like a stylistic thing. I think just Jacuzzi is a bad matchup for him. I think with the right matchups, Pimblet can end up with a number next to his name. And I don't think that's a bad thing. I, 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 uh, I think that it will add to his appeal. I think if you can get him a top 10 opponent someday, like in England or or in the other, uh, his opponent's home country, I think that's spectacular. And that's a great thing. I think we should look forward to that. I don't think we need to protect Patty Pimblet. If it doesn't work out, it doesn't work out. But um, I'm a little more bullish on his prospects. I do think um, I do think he has something just beyond his marketability. I think he's not a terrible fighter at all, which is, I know, damning someone with faint praise. But I'm not I, saying he's a terrible fighter. Like I, he's just in a horrible division where the matchups all suck for him. Like they all a lot suck. Of matchups. They all are terrible. But I think he's a tough matchup for some people as well. Like who? Hold on. I like the Chris Gritzmacher idea. That actually like, like makes sure. sense. Hernandez. People people love the the Alexander Hernandez idea. Uh, but I that like might him. actually be the fight. Like that, but, that might be the biggest fight you can make for Patty Pimble right now. Is you put him in there with Alexander Hernandez because people just don't like that guy. You could put Pimble over as a massive baby face in the UK. If he beats Alexander Hernandez, it shuts a lot of people up. But he also could use that cockiness to kind of get in Hernandez's head a little bit, which I think could be very impactful. So that might actually be the best fight, but Hernandez would have a very good chance of beating him too. It's a, I don't know. Mark O. Madsen? For Patty? I like Mark O. Madsen. I don't think he's like kills Patty Pimblett necessarily. He'd be a he'd be a he'd be a favorite. He might be. This is fight ready Mark O. Madsen we're talking about. Okay? This is I, this is a new guy. This is with coach uh-huh. of the year Henry Cejudo running that camp. Joe Selecki? 
Selecki's not a bad one. But if that fight, Selecki's better on the ground than Patty Pimblett. So that would actually be, mm. that would actually be interesting. But Patty could probably, uh, that that's not a bad idea. That's I'm not saying, a bad idea. I, I know it's a deep division. With Selecki could guys. beat him though. Selecki could beat him. Tiago Moises? No, terrible fight. You think he kills Patty Pimblett? I don't know. About I don't think he kills Patty Pimblett, but he beats Patty Pimblett. Okay. Tiago's very fight. good on the ground and his boxing is miles Ahead of Patty Pimblets, miles. Mm. Is, I, I, I am under, I am under underrating uh, Tiago's uh, yeah, all around game. But I, again, I also think people are underrating Patty Pimblet. I really do. I've I've said it before, and I'll probably say this a million times. As long as Patty Pimblet exists in the UFC, his his fame has so far surpassed his skill set that people are thinking his are making his skill set sound worse than it is. I really I really believe that. I wish he would drop to forty five. I wish he would drop to forty five. I think if he dropped to forty five. We wouldn't think the same way. He's just in the he's just in this division where he just he's just not going to be a top fifteen guy. But maybe that's not what he wants. Like he, maybe he doesn't care out. about being a world champion. Maybe he doesn't care about that. And, I, and you know, and I may put him in the top fifteen of my rankings this week. We'll see. No, I'm, I'm oh god, I hope so. I <laughs> I'm not Jed Mashu. I don't do crazy stuff like that. Well, Jed probably put him in the bottom fifteen of the of the lightweight division. So that's uh, all right. Anyway, let, 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 let me throw one more name. Let me throw okay, one more name ahead, at you. Please. One more name at you. Patty Pimble versus Bobby Green. Well, Bobby Green straight up murders Patty, though. Does he? Yes. Okay. <laughs> well, there you go. And Bo- like Bobby Green is a top probably 25 guy. Yes. And Bobby, you just said Bobby Green murders Patty Pimblet. So that should kind of tell you. This is not saying Bobby. Like, Bobby Green is a very serviceable fighter. But if uh-huh. Bobby Green is a top 25, top 30-ish fighter... And Patty, and he is, murders Patty. What is, does that say? Lot, here's the thing is, though. There's a lot of guys uh, in the Patty Pimblet range who would get murdered by Bobby Green, Tiago Moises, uh, whatever the names you want to throw out there. And yet they don't, like, I don't, he, I, I hate I'm defending Patty Pimblet because I don't even like him that much, like, from a personal <laughs> standpoint. But, like, it's just it's just weird to me. Like, why don't we say the same thing about, like, Ludovic Klein? Why don't we say, oh, Ludovic Klein has no chance of ever becoming a world champion? Or uh, Demir Hadzovic has no chance of becoming a world champion. Or uh, who are some other guys in this range? Jordan Levitt. Why don't we say, oh, Jordan Levitt's never going to be never going to be UFC champion? Ignacio mm. Bahamendes is never going to be UFC champion. Like I would, I wouldn't put any of those guys in there with like Bobby Green or Thiago Moises or Ilya Taporia or like Drew Dober. Like, you know what I mean? Like, I, I, these I just, guys are all better athletes than Patty Pimblet, though. That's fine. That's fine. But like, he has has a better record and resume than a lot of the guys I mentioned, and. Oh my god! I feel like I think I'm this patty, huge patty pimple oh defender. God. I guess I, I guess I have to. I guess I'm just on the other side of this now, and it's like again, his fame has gotten so big that people are, are really I think so down on like, he he's he, and it's it's understandable. You reach this level of fame and financial success. He's got the Barstool Sports uh, sponsorship. You're gonna, there's going to be a level of scrutiny that other fighters don't have to face. I understand that, but I see I like I just don't see why he can't. I doesn't have the same upside as a Mason Jones. Or a Euros Medich, or a, you know what I mean? Again, I'm just saying, like a lot of guys in his range. Like, why? I, like, I don't understand why. But we don't look at these guys. But but here's the thing: we don't look at them as like future champions either. They're just good I, fighters and good fun fighters that we want to watch fight. I don't see people ruling them out though. I don't see people going like, "Oh, Mason Jones can never become champion." You'll people say, "Well, we don't know with Mason Jones." Patty Pimble is like the one guy in this range where people are just are so certain, like, "Oh, well, there's just no way. There's just no way." And I'm like, well, "Like, why? I, like, I I haven't seen anything." In his career, that tells me like that, like oh, he's for sure just gonna never gonna make it. Like we've seen so many less accomplished people 
rise to like you know pretty high in the rankings. I don't know why he's the exception. We'll see. We will see. That's the beauty of it. That's the beauty I just of think it. the performances. I mean, well, we got to get him in there with somebody. Here's what we need. We need to get him. We need to get him in there with somebody who who has incredible cardio, but who can crack, like really crack. That has knockout power. Like if you fought Mike Davis, I would be really interested in how that fight would play out because Mike Davis could absolutely crack. Yes. And if he takes those shots that he took in the Kazula fight and he took in his Benjamini fight, Mike Davis probably gonna knock him out, and then we'll know. But again, again that's why you, you're playing with fire. My only thing is he has to. He, my only thing is obviously he has to prove it. Patty Pimlet, he has to prove he deserves his type. But at the same time, I have not seen anything. Uh, other than him, he gets hurt in his fights. That's fine. But I haven't seen anything that says, "Well, this guy has no chance." Uh, nothing. I've I've not seen anything. I like I, I just think I just think he's at a level of facing its level of scrutiny that other guys aren't facing for some reason, like skill set wise. And I, it's strange to me. It's just strange to me considering the the business that we that we follow. And again, the weird things we've seen. So right. And um, here's and and the thing is, it's because the biggest thing is we know Patty's a star. We know he's a star, but. He's also in a position where if he loses once, like a lot of that fades away. Like mm-hmm. he'll still like you still put him in, in the UK, that's great. But there like like Sean O'Malley, you could put him anywhere and he gets over. Connor early on, you could put him anywhere and he gets over. Patty is Patty's kind of like that now, but if Patty loses once, I mean once, that fades away. That global appeal he has right now is gone forever. But I, I don't agree. You don't agree? You think he's lost, you, he's lost his career? He's 18 and three. Right. But he's this not, is he's not undefeated. That, yeah, but that was a regional, like a, I mean, a big regional promotion. Mm-hmm. But like very few in the United States had any idea who Patty Pimble was until he came to the UFC. But Hardcore fans knew. But most casual we UFC would agree fans, that there was a buzz around him, unlike most fighters who were like free agent signings. There was a huge buzz. Huge, maybe, but I mean, but, but most of it is just him. It's the look, it's the hair, sure. it's it's that, and it's, that's why it's the, that. that's why I'm saying he can afford to lose, and I don't think it's going to kill him. But the global appeal, because people are rooting for him to lose. Sure, they're rooting for him to lose. But this is why, like, you're playing with fire when you book him right now, because he there is some talent there. There certainly is talent. He's not like there are worse fighters on the roster than Patty Pimblet, a hundred percent. But you have to like you have to maximize the star power. The star is outweighs the talent by a lot, it seems. But so, I think, and that's what I'm saying. But it's that discrepancy that is, I think, skewing his prospects a little bit. But mm-hmm. you, he, Patty, can make a very good living just knocking out anybody. It doesn't matter who he fights. Like he doesn't need think, to be a and champion. I think he can, but I think he can do both. Not necessarily become a champion, but I think he can get. I think there's a path. To give him winnable fights and get him someday a ranking, we'll see. I think it can be done. I think it absolutely can be done. Uh, we talked more about Patty this week than we did last week. I know we've on just gone show. twenty on minutes show. on Patty Pimblet. Listen, people are talking about him, and, and it's funny because I actually want to talk more about this uh, this one from. So, so <laughs> Barry Riley, sorry we derailed your picks, Mike. What do you think about Brian Barberina uh, versus Ian Gary? If Ian Gary beats uh, Darian Weeks, UFC two seventy three, April 9th. So uh, the next the next card coming up. Um, I think that's a very tough fight for Ian Gary right now. I don't like it. I don't know how you feel about it. And I have to see how this week's fights go. Okay, this or week's next, fight goes. Next, yeah, uh, April 9th. I'd yeah. see how it works. Yeah. 
Okay. Because Weeks, I mean, Weeks gave Barbarina some problems. He did. He certainly he did. did. But if, I mean, if Gary goes out there and just annihilates Weeks, then I, I mean, I, I'd be down for it. Really? It's a, yeah. It's a tough fight. I mean, it's a grueling Very fight, tough. but it's a tough. Ian Gary, like, Ian Gary's like the opposite of Patty Pimlet. Like, sure. we, people look at Ian Gary and they think, this guy, this guy could be a champion. Like, even in a really tough division, like 170, like we look at Ian Gary as his nickname. He is the future of this business. He's super young. He's only going to get better. And he could actually lose a fight and it doesn't derail him at all. You kind of understand where he's coming from. Like the UFC has been very open and honest. He's been very open. He's got a bright future. He knows it, but a loss doesn't hurt him. Like if you fought Brian Barberina and lost, like lost a close decision or something, it doesn't hurt him at all. It, it, it hurts him a little bit. Like the cat, the, the the social media Twitter idiots will sit there and be like, "Sues, you you overhyped this dude." The Barbarina Booers. But in the long run, he's gonna grow so much from a Barbarina fight, win or lose, and it it probably be the most important fight of his career. Oh, definitely. So, I I have to see how the week's fights fight goes, but I TBD. But I I don't think it's as bad as as some people would think it's going to be. All right, Barry, revisit this one in two weeks. If Gary beats Darren Weeks, please uh, send that Barbarina pick out again. Uh, almost done here. Thomas Collins. I like this one just because it reminded me this fight was happening. Uh, Jacquezy versus Alan Patrick and Michael Johnson. Winner, UFC 274, May 7th. We're still a ways away uh, over, uh, over what, six, uh, like six weeks. But uh, I just forgot the fight was happening. You know, Alan Patrick and Michael Johnson, like they have neither of them has won a fight since like 2018. <laughs> Someone, someone's winless stretch is going to. Uh, fingers crossed. Again, it's a long time until the fight. Hopefully, both guys stay healthy, and that fight happens because that's that's tough. Yeah, I actually Michael Johnson was like a really interesting name for Patty. In yes, my yes. in my eyes, like that. I like exactly. But Johnson still, man. I mean, he can crack. I mean, very dangerous. But that that's the kind of name that you kind of look at yeah you know that's your I mean? name again you sell it as someone who could definitely take patty pimblet out and so it's so it doesn't look like a like oh this is just a walkover fight for patty pimblet i'm sure again if you beat michael johnson people would say that i just but, think uh, just think how the ufc promotes it this is the guy that almost knocked out habib Nurmagomedov. <laughs> <laughs> it's not true at all but you and, know what i mean it'd be hilarious and did knock out like dustin Poirier. i mean again we Brutally. always talk about the insane the insane resume of michael johnson so so bizarre i mean that guy deserves his own podcast someday just looking at it, the very strange career he's had uh last couple here cody hartman just getting in on the under the wire barbarina cowboy Oliveira, mcmahon versus gdr why not she's not doing the else and they've never fought uh she I, called I her out she oh, oh did, uh, mcmahon did yep there you go well sarah mcmahon well done uh gutierrez versus holly and paiva Firo versus uh yeah, yeah just give her the title shot shevchenko i'm oh, sorry i'm sorry not give the title shot Firo versus Shevchenko Santos, loser. If Shevchenko loses somehow, she's getting an immediate title rematch or going. She's getting another title fight. She's not having to earn it again. So I don't. That's not going to happen. But uh, Tyler Santos, sure. sure. And now my favorite picks of this week came from uh, Dax, a longtime listener and contributor. Dax at Pike Putt on Twitter. Uh, I like Barbarina versus Kizriev at 170. I think that's a cool matchup. Gutierrez versus Hani Yaya. I like that because I have them right next to each other in my rankings. I think I have Gutierrez 25th and I have Yaya 24th. You could easily put Gutierrez above him. I just haven't yet. So that's why I like that matchup. I'd want to see him beat. Oh, sorry. I have Gutierrez 25th, 
yeah, yeah, 26. So I did give Puno above. But um, yeah, they're right next to each other. I'd love to see them fight just to see who really deserves that kind of that position. I could move up a little bit. This is a deep cut, and I love this so much. Uh, if if uh, I guess they oh they 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 believe that um, Bruno Souza won the fight, so Bruno Souza versus Camilla Kirk, two. This would be a rematch, Mike. Were you aware of that? I think so. <laughs> it sounds vaguely familiar. Uh, Bruno Souza won a close split decision over Kirk at LFA eighty four uh, back in twenty twenty. So that's a deep cut by Dax. I think that's really cool. Nice. Certainly run that one back. And then and then this is an interesting one too. Uh, Alexa Grasso versus Tatiana Suarez, two, this time obviously at 125 pounds. Now everyone wants to know, of course, what's going on with Tatiana Suarez. She really has, as far as we know, just kind of been wanting to make sure she's like 100% healthy before coming back. Um, people gotta remember, she had a lot of wear and tear from wrestling before MMA and then MMA happened and she kept a pretty busy schedule. So all the time off she's taking, I think can only be good for her. She has said it does look like she will come back at 125. So I love the idea of running this one back with Grasso, seeing where Grasso's at, seeing where Suarez is at uh, in a new weight class. I do think, um, and enough time has passed since, since the first matchup. Again, pretty dominant win for Tatiana the first time around. That's fine. But um, this is this could be a really different story. So very creative matchmaking. Uh, I like that one a lot. Yeah. Well done. Well yeah, done. You don't get a point, obviously, but you get like sort of this weekly, you know, this weekly tip of the cap from me for your... Your uh, excellent selections there. Very, very good spread of picks. I hope I hope you you get not no point for one of those. And sometimes it's worth more than not no point getting the tip of the cap. That's it. You know, I didn't want to say it because we don't give them out that often. But and I'm wearing a top hat, so that took he's a lot very, of energy. He's tip- <laughs> wow, you full circle, Mike. You brought this whole thing full circle. Throwback. After we went on a huge Patty Pimlet diversion, we, we we brought it back home. Well done. That's why you are the best in the business, sir, and best friend. Um, uh, guys, uh, you can reach me on Twitter at Alexander K. Lee, at Instagram at Alexander K. K. Lee. My DMs are open. And I got no emails this week, guys, so hit up my, or at least not on time anyway. So hit up my email, please. Alex.Lee at SBNation.com. Mike? M underscore heck JR. I'm over a thousand followers on Instagram, and I haven't done anything. I mean, I've done very little. And I promise I made a resolution to myself that I, I would do more. And I'm trying. Damn You're it. an influencer. You're a legitimate influencer. I'm trying. I'm like, what? 900 almost a million behind Hawani probably oh, over whatever. like yeah probably over a million who'd he beat Hawani. who'd he beat I know come on now who'd he beat so I don't know what we're gonna do next week we might just take a week off we might just take a week off next week maybe we'll do an ask ask us anything because we're gonna have like a three-hour show when we return in two weeks because it's UFC 273 <laughs> oh yeah this card is absolutely ridiculous we got Main event, Alexander Volkanovsky versus the Korean Zombie for the featherweight title. We got Aljamain Sterling making his first defense of his bantamweight title against the interim champion, Piotr Jan, in a rematch. We got some guy, you might have heard of him, this 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 young prospect hoping to be on the come up named Hamzat Chemaev fighting Gilbert Burns in the featured bout. We got Mackenzie Dern, Tisha that Torres. Been, yo, that should have been its own pay-per-view main event. I'm sorry. You could sell, you could sell 500000 with that, with that matchup. They should have done five rounds of that, by the way. Yes. Just at least advertise it as five rounds. Right, right. Kelvin Gaslam, Nasruddin Imovov, maybe the most underrated prospect in the sport right now. Imovov is, is, is no joke. Mickey Gall versus Mike Malott, the Canadian, making a, a... Is this his debut? Yes, he was booked, right? Well, he was booked, but he didn't fight, right? Yes, yeah. 
Uh, Daniel Santos versus Julio Arce. Ian Gary versus Darian Weeks. Vince Pichel versus Marco Madsen. That fight is just going to be a grueling, grueling fight. Aspen Ladd now fighting Raquel Pennington. Drickus Duplessis fighting Anthony Hernandez. Oh, Sorry, Chris so Curtis good. fans. That's so good. Uh, Jarzina Rosestrike, Marcin Tibora. And Kay Hansen is back, welcoming Pieta Rodriguez to the Ultimate Fighting Championship. So 13 fights, and I will be there. I cannot wait. Be myself and Jose Youngs, the two-man crew in Jacksonville, Florida, AK. What what county are you going to be? Uh, what county is that in? Mike, what county are you going to be in? <laughs> I think it's a double. I think it's... Oh, oh, no, I think it's, I think it's Duval. Duval. There you go. My voice cracked and talked about Duval. <laughs> All right, we're out of here. That's it. UFC Columbus in the books. Join us in a couple weeks. And always remember, don't take this stuff too seriously. MMA is supposed to be fun. We're going to have a lot more fun following UFC 273, the biggest pay-per-view event of 2022 to this point right here. And on to the next one, the podcast. Listening to the Vox Media Podcast Network. The NBA playoffs are heating up, and so is the action at DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NBA. DraftKings brings you same game parlays, live betting, odds boosts, and so much more. You can download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now and use code VOXMMA. That's code VOXMMA for new customers to get 150 in bonus bets when you bet just five bucks. Only on DraftKings. The crown is yours. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Or in West Virginia, visit 1-800-GAMBLER.net. In New York, call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY-467-369. In Connecticut, help is available for problem gambling. Call 888-789-7777 or visit ccpg.org. Please play responsibly. On behalf of Boot Hill Casino and Resort in Kansas, 21 and over. Age varies by jurisdiction. Void in Ontario. Bonus bets expire 168 hours after issuance. See dkng.co slash bball for eligible and deposit restrictions, terms, and responsible gaming resources. More to-dos, less time, and an infinite number of tools to keep track of. Sometimes doing business has never felt harder, but you don't need a miracle to hit your goals. You can just use HubSpot because their all-in-one customer platform can make growing your business infinitely easier. Imagine this, high-quality leads, fast-closing deals, wildly happy customers, and more benchmark-breaking quarters. It's not a miracle. It's HubSpot. Visit HubSpot.com to get started today.